can ask just about anyone, and they'll tell you that, yes, we have come a long way in this country when it comes to the rights of the LGBTQ2S plus community. But many of those same people will also tell you we have a long way to go. June is Pride Month in Canada, and where things stand now is the focus of this edition of the Blackburn News Podcast. Here's your host, Haley Chang. Being a member of the LGBTQ2S plus community in Ontario is rapidly changing, and for the better. Politicians have passed marriage equality, they've legalized same-sex adoption, pride flags are flying at public schools, we have created a more safe and inclusive environment for the LGBTQ2S plus community. However, we also have the tendency to only care about a movement for a specific amount of time. We post about it on social media and share news stories, but what happens after Pride Month is over? And that's not to say the support and advocacy disappears, but the symbolism and the societal dialogue often do. So that's where we stand with Pride Month, a movement deserving of 365 days of attention with the lifespan of 30. It's not to say that we're doing it wrong, and it's not to say that we're not showing support. It's a call to continue the movement towards inclusivity and equality for everyone in the LGBTQ2S plus community, because we are going in the right direction. But that doesn't mean we're there just yet. This is our Pride Pod. Blackburn News' celebration of LGBTQ2S plus voices and initiatives in the community and our way of raising an auditory pride flag. Oftentimes, we hear the word representation used in media. And given it in the past year, everyone's been stuck at home, we've been consuming movies, TV shows, and music now more than ever. So it's important that we have an accurate representation of the LGBTQ2S plus community in our media. But not only that, it is even more important that we also have that same representation within our individual communities. We heard from both Naomi Nadea, the community advocate for Pride London, and AJ Adams, a social change advocate. AJ is currently putting on a three-part webinar called Out in the Country to advance LGBTQ2S plus education in rural Ontario. Both their stories speak to the importance of representation within our communities. I love the community, um, but it's different for me. People just come up to me and ask anything, any question. It doesn't really offend me because I've heard and seen it all coming from the Caribbean, um, where our LGBTQ community really, it's almost non-existent. Um, especially because it's forbidden to be LGBTQ in most Caribbean islands. So when I come here to Canada and I see that there's so many other people like me, I feel belong. I feel like this sense of belonging. I feel like I've made it. I'm so excited. So I get this, this extreme volume of excitement and happiness. People are always like, why are you so happy? Why are you so, so, so smiling and everything? I'm like, I remember. I'm not in the Caribbean anymore. I'm in Canada. I grew up in rural Ontario um, in, in the closet. Um, so not out as, as a gay person or any other um, identity within the LGBTQ2 plus umbrella. So it's, for me, looking around kind of my, my um, uh, adolescence it wasn't so much what, what you think of and of the stereotype when it comes to rural Ontario and, and LGBTQ in terms of um, like the anti-gay protests and all the homophobia and the transphobia. There were, of course, the um, 
homophobic comments said um, in high school and, and around the community, but it wasn't this big kind of shameful advocacy from, from the right, if you will. It, the, my experience in uh, Kincardin was more, there's just an absence of LGBTQ um, people and things and places. Um, so even when I was first having those thoughts of, oh, maybe I'm gay, maybe I like guys, I couldn't even see a pride flag, let alone finding a person um, who was out and proud, who I could talk to and say, hey, how did you come to terms with um, your, your sexual identity? And so um, like a lot of gay kids, um, I, I stayed in, in the closet until go off to the big city. I went to um, Ottawa, uh, to Algonquin College to study public relations. And e I, I even stayed in the closet then because I still had a real strong connection with uh, my hometown of Kincardine at, at the time. And um, it was a couple months after my last day of classes, actually, I finally said, you know what, I... I want to finally live my true authentic life, and um, I decided to come out. AJ is adding to LGBTQ representation by hosting his webinar that hopes to educate everybody about queer issues. If someone is straight um, who is teaching this topic, they can have every right intention and read every book and know every term, but they can't give that personal story. They can talk about, oh, my friend, my cousin, my, my sibling, my child lived through this. And, and that can be an important story depending on your audience. But uh, for myself, when um, I'm teaching these webinars or, or talking with folks about LGBTQ um, in rural Ontario, I can bring that personal story, not just to myself, but I have a connection with other LGBTQ folks from rural Ontario. And I can also um, pull parts of their stories, apply it to my story, and then apply it to, to uh, the learnings that I'm presenting. I think it's more what I'm doing is giving different people and organizations of rural Ontario the tools and the know-how to be those role models, to be that representation. Pride organizations are so important for so many reasons, not just from like the programming and events aspect, but um, and as you're talking about just that representation piece and someone to go to um, and, and just knowing whether they are LGBTQ or not, it's just someone who is dedicating their time to, to this LGBTQ space. So um, LGBTQ youth can look at that person and say, hey, they are safe because they are leading that charge in my community. So um, that, that's a, a, a huge part of why um, pride organizations do need to be in small towns. This is what makes pride so crucial today. Whether you're celebrating in a group or choose to focus on celebrating yourself, everyone can benefit from a little bit of pride. Those who are in the higher up in age, they desperately want to belong, but because of the age, they see it as, oh, I'm too old, nobody cares, I don't want to get involved, I'm too old. But there's no such thing as too old. <laughs> if you have the spirit in you, you can actually still be involved and don't think about being too old. Out of my research that I conducted last year, um, about 75% of uh, respondents uh, of my surveys said that they experience hate speech based on their gender identity um, or their sexual orientation. So 75% is a huge number. But for those individuals are, who are in communities, rural communities specifically, um, that have a pride organization, 33% of those individuals reported that hate speech actually decreased in their towns. No matter who you are, how old you are, or what you look like, 
Pride organizations can help create a safe and inclusive environment so that you can be who you want to be and be surrounded by people who understand what you're going through. I feel like I've made it and it's, I'm not done. A lot of people just kind of like give up. And for me, I'm like the LGBTQ fight, the fight to be in um, LGBTQ plus, it never ever stops, it never stops. Um, Yes, a lot of people hate us, and there's a lot of people who love us, but we actually do get stronger with allies. We might not want to admit it, but allies really, really, really help us. But what do we do as allies when June is over? And how can we continue to show support outside of parades, social media posts, and rainbowed color clothing? So there's always a joke, and, and I'm sure folks have seen... Um, like the, the images on the internet where it's the last day of June, um, that someone like a, a company's logo is pride. And then the next day it's like, they're throwing the pride logo into the garbage because they don't care anymore. Um, and it's, it is a real conversation that we do need to be having as funny as some of those um, images are is why is it the second that we hit July 1st, we stop talking about pride and the LGBTQ community and it needs to be something that happens year round. But as I mentioned Education is such a big piece and it's something that you don't just need to do in July. It's something year round because it's, um, it's not like LGBTQ folks go back into our caves um, on July 1st. We're, we're always around. We're um, in, in the communities and we always need support, uh, whether again, it's um, just that emotional support through social services or health. So it's um, if, if folks do education and um, support different programming and, and whatnot year round, that will make the world um, a much better place. Speaking of education and continuous learning, many schools have also decided to raise the pride flag to show their support. This is progress. King's University College at Western is the second Roman Catholic affiliated university in Ontario to choose to raise the pride flag. And hopefully other religious institutions will continue to follow suit. We, we want this to be a safe place, no matter who you are, uh, no matter what you believe, uh, no matter who you love, King's is a place where you can feel safe. I likened it to, uh, and you might think this is a terrible analogy, but it kind of works for me. You know, when, when any of us get the chance to travel to a, a place that we've never been before, uh, and let's say it's, you know, it's a different culture, a different language, et cetera, et cetera. And if we're traveling in that country and we see a Canadian flag in the window of a restaurant, our gut reaction is that's maybe a place that understands me. That's a place that I think I might be able to feel safe. Everything else is chaotic around me, but I see a Canadian flag and I think that's where I wanna be because I, I think I've got a sense of safety. I'm hoping that members of the LGBTQ2S plus community will see the progress pride flag on campus and say, I think that might be a place that I can be safe and I can flourish. That was David Malloy, president of King's University College. But they aren't the only school that chose to raise the pride flag. The TVDSB also chose to raise the flag. The pride flag is um, a real beautiful symbol of inclusivity. And I think that when it flies at a school, it really sends a message to the 2S LGBTQ students that, you know, we see you. Uh, you belong, you matter. I think inclusivity is um, one thing, but
but also a sense of belonging is another thing. And I think it kind of shows that, but it also sends a message to those students who aren't to us LGBT. Um, and the message can be, you know, that everyone in this building matters. Um, and echoing what Sandra said, you know, we, we talk about the importance of mirrors and windows. So students need to see themselves reflected. Uh, that's the mirrors part. But also when we have um, communities where maybe they don't have as much visibility, so they, they feel like, oh, well, you know, we don't have to maybe fly the, the flag because, you know, we don't have 2S LGBTQ plus students or families here, which of course is untrue, but some people see themselves that way. Um, we like to provide that window, right? So that others can also see the importance of, um, of respecting uh, diversity and, uh, and considering inclusivity, even if they don't necessarily see people around them. That's Sandra Snooks and Jen Halliday from the Thames Valley District School Board. They explain how flying pride flags at school contribute to student health, education, and feeling safe in a setting where kids spend the majority of their time. Identity is important. Um, you know, who we are matters. And I think pride allows, it's kind of that time and space to um, allow for, um, you know, expression of identity. And I think that um, when you look at kind of the history of pride, um, it, you know, it, it continues to be important that, you know, the histories of marginalized people are the histories of all of us. Um, and they're often the histories that are, um, you know, buried and, um, you know, not always seen and, and heard. And so I, I think that pride allows for that um, recognition of who we are, who we were, who we hope to become. Um, and so I think pride will be, you know, important for a long time to come, you know, and and I do appreciate as well that, you know, in, in a school setting, it really is also, um, you know, led by students and student voice. And I think that's really important too, because I feel like, you know, the students, um, you know, are the ones who are kind of creating that future. Um, and, I, and I get the feeling that it's, you know, the future in which everyone belongs. And I really like that. The future is bright. It should be bright. It shouldn't be doom and gloom. <laughs> um, which it's just like a lot of persons who are not who have never experienced something like this in their life now have experienced it and now they could talk about it to their generations after um and yeah i think like things are going to get better actually things things get worse before they get better but things are definitely going to get better it's the future is the future looks good i think I believe. I'm hopeful. <laughs> Things are looking good, and I believe we are going in the right direction. It is essential for allies to continue to educate ourselves and to be accepting and open-minded. It is also important to stress the power of unity. If you're talking about um, a community, take the calm out and just look at the unity. We need to unite the whole of Canada as an LGBTQ family. We need to we need to get involved with Chatham Pride, Sania Pride, Windsor Pride, Toronto Pride, ask help from Ottawa Pride, all the different prides. Let's get together and 
it will be amazing. With the LGBTQ2S Plus community continuing to grow and progress, it has become all the more important to educate ourselves. What you now know about the LGBTQ2S Plus community might change in the next year. And that's a good thing. Progression is what's needed. And in the meantime, the major focus should be to continuously learn and to continue to support your queer family and friends. For anyone who's listening who is, whether they're um, out or questioning or in the closet when it comes to um, their, their gender or sexual identity, just know that you are, you are not alone. There are countless supports online. There are um, so many different rural communities like yours that are um, creating pride organizations and uh, programming. And if anyone is looking for the supports, again, just hop on your computer or reach out to the pride organization in, in the town nearest to you. Pride is all about celebrating each other and, and sharing. And um, every person I know from a rural pride organization is all about um, sharing their knowledge and expertise of duplicating what they're having in small towns. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Blackburn News Podcast. It was written and produced by Haley Cheng, Jessica Stokes, Patrick Magermans, and Craig Needles. Remember, you can subscribe for free to our podcasts on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also listen at blackburnnews.com. The Blackburn News Podcast is a presentation of Blackburn Media.